This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Sorry about that. Uh, welcome to the Celtic Rumours TV uh, Boys and Bovril podcast, episode number 99. Thanks everybody that's tuning in. Uh, a few of the lads are through the forum and Jonas, Terence and Michael. And Jonas will be joining us as a guest later on. We'll be discussing uh, yesterday's game against Motherwell that Mikey was at. The Leipzig game on Wednesday that Mikey and Jonas are both going to. We'll just have a general chat about the SPFL in general with Jonas being on here. Jonas is a Dundee United fan, as you know. few shout-outs now to some of the regulars for the forum. Uh, Tim Alloy, old Tim Alloy. Uh, Rich and his family at Glasgow Green. Bobby Sutherland. Bobby, thanks for joining us again, bud. Terence is coming on. I've said Tim. David Gallagher, thanks again, mate, for coming in. You as well, Brian. And again, thanks a lot for that the other day. You know, it's really appreciate it. Uh, I think that's really... I just, well, we're at 607 subs now, so thanks very much to everybody who subscribes, tunes in, etc. And we've got a forum, a Discord group. We've, got, we've even started a video game in Discord, so if you're into video games, come and join that. You're more than welcome to come and set up FIFA games or whatever it is you play. The links to everything's in the description box below on the link tree and the forum. Any Celtic fans there, they're really more than welcome to join us. So that's it. I'll just go and get the lads on now. Is everybody there? Yeah, Hi. I'm here. Can you hear Hi. me next? Hi, Terrence. I've got you there. Hi, Terrence. Thanks for coming on. No worries, mate. You hear me as well, yeah? Yep, got you, Mikey. Aye. All right, lads. All right, there's Jonas. Good man, Jonas. Hi, Peggy. Nice to see you in, Peggy. So, well, what did you think of the game yesterday, Mikey? I, well, I see, I put a wee post on the, the site yesterday. It was, a, it was such a horrible game to watch. And like I said, don't get it wrong, the atmosphere-wise, really good. This is, you're always going to get that in the green brigade section, but as for the game itself, it was absolutely brutal to watch. Like, eh? like uh, uh, some of the people see the chances and they're being missed in that. But the overall, like, just the overall play for it, like, just it was just a poor. It was it was very very poor. Like, say three points is three points, but we are going through a bit of a patch just now. That like, you're going into the one of the biggest game in a few years, and Leipzig on Wednesday. Like, it's it's going to, need to be on a different level come Wednesday, like. Eh? Ah, it was, didn't look too good for where I was sitting either, Mike. It really didn't. It just seemed so, so flat, isn't it? It's just flat. We yeah, it was a bit flat. Even, like, to, be, to be fair, like people will say it as well, that we're actually at the game, even atmosphere-wise, even in our section, it was a bit, in, at stages of the game, it was a bit dull. And um, like you say, it's amazing what, like you say, I've seen the highlights back, and it's amazing being at the game to watch the highlights. <laughs> they actually looked better on like the two, three minute highlights that actually been at the game. Like some of the performances for certain players on the pitch absolutely shocking. Like and we need some players like we need we need players back for Wednesday if we've got yeah. any chance of getting anything against Leipzig. 
who did you think was shocking? The worst player on the pitch was Welsh by a mile. So poor. I so didn't, didn't do too well. I, I usually stick up for Welsh, but I wasn't that impressed with him yesterday, to be I, honest. I, I, he's never been, I've never really been a fan in that, but... You're just jealous he's here. I wish I'd been there. Big blonde flowing locks. You just... <laughs> one thing, I wish I'd been here, but no, he's fit. Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because at least, at, least, at least with hair, you can get that, that sort of... You're stuck for that place. Like, yeah, he just, he's just... Uh, He's just like kind of a lot of guys in the forum when that like him and that and but he's like seen him again, seen him again live. He's so he's just he's just poor. Eh? He's not good enough to play for Celtic. Eh? And again, it was proven yesterday. He was bullied to that Van Vinal game. Eh? The Motherwell striker, like very uh, very poor. And the way that like, he says Ange wants to play, he needs to play us today. And Welsh isn't in of them. He's too slow. I, I actually think I, I mean everybody was on Ralston's back. I was as big as I, but I held my hands up. He's done to run, but. I, I actually think Welsh is looking as if he's going a bit backwards for me with Mikey. Yeah, yeah, he isn't a good, like he says. I, like, again, totally, again, it's no Ralston's position. I'd rather Ralston played. I've suggested that a few times, trying Ralston he's in at centre-back. I've he's, I he's a big that. guy, yeah. Can. And like he says, Celtic were never on the back foot really yesterday, the whole game. So they could have probably played with Yend and Ralston. And I would have anyway over Welsh because he just slows the game down too much, yeah. That could be a handy, like another string to Ralston's both. He could get a grippy player at that centre back position. What about you, Cairns? What did you think of it? Oh, I thought it was dreadful. I, it was like watching pulling, it was like pulling teeth. It was just awful to watch. And there's, like Michael has said there, there's a couple of players there, and like Welsh, again, was just dreadful. But if I don't understand why Ange keeps picking Maeda. He was absolutely dreadful yesterday. He's offered, in the, I don't know how many games now, he's offered next to nothing. And like we had said it more than more than once here, the Celtics finishing, and I like Kyogo, but his finishing at the minute is absolutely chronic-like. I mean, there was one he missed in the second half where Abada square, it came back to Abada and he squared it, him, squared it to him. And he's five yards out and he didn't even hit the target. Like I just thought, I just thought, I, I, all around I just thought it was so slow there was no bit of bite. It. There was no nothing. It was like even even from McGregor sending off, and I know you'll probably go through it in further detail. Yeah, it's not a great ball from Matate, but there's no one around. McGregor's in the centre centre back position. Where's I don't know what. Where's where's the, where's everyone else gone? Like, you know, I I just thought, it, and it was typical of Celtic. They miss a hatful of decent chances, and then they give away a stupid goal, and all of it, all of a sudden, Motherwell think they're in a game. Whereas they should have been dead and buried, should have been three 0 as bad as the game was, and that's that seems to have slowly crept into the game. This, the pace has gone out of the game in the last two or three games, and we can't say that it's the after the St. Mirren game because this, these are these are the guys we all would have wanted in the team, and like there wasn't too many of them yesterday. Play, I thought Hattie had a fine game. Yeah, he, the pass he made was was a shocker. I thought Juranovic was a decent game, but. A lot, of, a lot of the other guys were like were very very poor and and I as I said without repeating myself Maeda keeps playing you're like you're playing with ten minutes a minute because he's really doesn't he's not offering anything to the game in my opinion. Well, the only thing I can see my my dad often really turns is just like he's kind of energy. You get what you're like running out. He's not actually adding anything to like a kind of football I, I, sense. I know, but Mark, if you want to do that, let him join well, the Glasgow Athletic Club. Not. You know well, what that's mean? what I'm saying, but that's what I mean. That's still the thing I can really see that Magida is bringing into the team is that that kind of just running about when it's pressing. But we don't seem to be doing that pressing. 
I know, but but all that's all that's you know, his mind is not doing that. All these he kind of just running around with a bit like a headless chicken. And I mean, some some of the stuff is is, is I'm not trying to just pick on him, but the last couple of games I've watched him, he's been really really poor, really poor. And you're you're I mean. Surely a bad and deserves to start the next game. Like he has to start the next game. I'd be, I'd be amazed if he goes with Maidig, and I really would. Do you think maybe it was a wee bit of an international hangover, or was that just maybe making me look for the nah, matches? That ball, Mark, ball, this ball, was this was yeah. This listen, this was as this was as bad as nearly as bad as the St. Mirren game. It, like it was nearly as bad. There's, there's, this um, international hangover things a lot is a crappy shit. Like I don't buy that for one second. Like. Because some of them, some of them with the greatest respect weren't playing. Like, there's that. Look, can you see the screen there, Terms? Yeah. Right, there's that thing. Right, the actual badges blocking the actual Kyogo's uh, uh, percentage thing, but it's fifty nine percent shot accuracy. So I mean, I've said that before. I don't think. I, for me, a million hundred percent Kyokamakis is my best kind of out and out striker. Would you I, think I think. That, yeah. But, I think he'd have finished. I think he'd have finished one or two of those. Gio Kamakis myself. Aye. What about you, Mikey? Would you prefer Gio Kamakis being the main man? Because Gio is a striker, Kyogo, isn't he? I've said that all along. I'd like to see uh, Kyogo getting like a, see like a kind of free role like Lubo and that used to play. Just give them the ball and let them see what they can do with it. Because I don't think he's got the, the, that kind of instinct as a striker. Too weak. That's what I mean. He's far too weak. The defenders didn't really mark him anyway because he just floats about anyway. Like, well, Jack and Marcus, every time he plays, there's always two centre-backs on him, eh? so it makes loads of space around them. You know what I mean? It's just like the, the finishing the finishing yesterday, like I said, what terms is Juranovic, no bad. Taylor, no bad. Hatate was good. And then see after that, and I can and people I can like obviously be this like for a saying that Kyogo he should be better, but Callum McGregor had a chance yesterday again yesterday. Callum McGregor shooting is absolutely shocking. Aye, aye. Like, I, I've said it before loads of times, but again that chance yesterday, and I watched it in the highlights again. He didn't never hit the target. But he seems to, he's, he's, he's another. He seems to have got worse at that as he's got older, didn't he? I mean, when he was younger, he popped in a good few goals. He used to take penalties. I mean, normally if you're a good striker of the ball or that, I'm good at finishing, you take the penalty there. Aye, and, I mean, uh, I'm, like, no, I'm not comparing them, but it was a bit like Paul Scholes went it for the kind of arriving late in the box jobs numbers kind of thing like that, and right, he just seems to have forgot that. He's been very poor for Celtic the last few games, eh? Like, very poor. He, he was slack over in Shakhtar as well. It was him that gave a ball, the ball away for Mudrick to score the equaliser. Aye, aye. Like I said, I'm very, I like to consider him kind of fair, eh? And I go on about McGregor how good he is and that, but he got fair stare there, and he has been very poor the last few games. Eh? I just I don't like him in that lynch that kind of linchpin C D M role. I've said that and I said it as well that it would get fun out there, Champions League level, and he has even against Madrid. I thought McGregor was a bit lost looking a kind of journey. Although it was a, I mean the first tour was a great performance, but I just don't like him in that position. I really don't. When he needs to tackle and cover the defenders and things like that, it's just not his natural game. Mm-hmm. You're taking away more. You're taking away a lot of his qualities, though, Mark. I think when you when you ask him to do that role, do you know, I think McGregor's McGregor's, as we all would, I think, would agree, he's much better going forward than he is going back. And do you know, I mean, like when Celtic ask you have him in the holding role, the normal CDM is is meant to generally sit there, cover the cover the 
the centre backs, the way especially the way Celtic are playing. McGregor's normally the furthest midfield midfielder forward at times, right. and we're leaving a load of space. Like as as Michael said there, the, the, and you said it, the Shaq and the one, like he sells himself. He absolutely sells himself going for the ball. I don't think a player playing in that position who regularly plays there would 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 have gambled on that one. I just don't I just don't think a, a general hold midfielder would have would have gambled that because as soon as he did he left all the space behind him and Donetsk in behind him straight away. And and especially at the minute mark, the fact that we've got Welch who is having a nightmare. A nightmare at the minute the last few games. And Jens who's struggling as well. All the more reason to make sure that you've got a you've got someone in front of them that can that can help them out. But you know, I, I don't I we've said it here Mark loads of times. I don't like McGregor on that in that in that position. Now there's obviously going to be the chance that someone's going to have to come in for the St. Johnson game. Ideally you'd imagine it's going to be the, the Danish lad. I'm looking forward to him. seeing him playing like yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing a genuine guy, a big unit, six foot two, something like that. Hopefully a good good physicality about him and see what he does. And hopefully that puts puts basically that into Angie's head and going, Okay, look I need to I need to play with one of these guys, a genuine one of these guys. Because even, even in Scotland, Celtic can't get away with it because they miss so many fucking chances, excuse my French. <laughs> Do you know they miss? Like, some, I think they saw the stats. It's something like 17 shots in goal. I think it's 17 shots at goal yeah. and only six on target. Do you know, that's that's brutal. Like, like Celtic have actually... Do you know, they're it's just... Start, in, like, the game, like, yeah. uh, 17 shots on target terms. Yeah, and only no, no, 17, target, shots. 17 shots goal, but, but really only six of them on target as well. That's, I mean, that's poor. That's what Mike yeah. is saying there as well. It's just no, you're not getting, you're not getting the kind of return you're looking for for the chances we're making. That's not going to give you like probably what that's probably about a thirty percent return rate. I'd say give or take, just you know, wouldn't be much more than that. Like that's that's brutal. This is Celtic at home against against Motherwell. Where are you going to have? Tons of possession, tons of opportunity, and you're struggling, and you're holding, struggling to hold on to win a game. And you know that's like apart from Hattie uh, scores an absolute screamer to win it. Like uh, you know, it's 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 these are games that Celtic, you know, two months ago would have been guys, would have been cruising. They're a different, they look guys, a different team guys, at the minute. Guys, they just need they know that same urgency and fight and pressing and pushing that we've seen. What about oh, you, Jonas? No. Is Jonas? You know, said much, but who do you think is a, a Dundee? I know, but without getting into kind of nine nothing game or that, but as a, a an opposition fan, who would you rather face, Dear Kamakis or Kyogo? Um, probably Kyogo is sort of like you say easier to bully just because he's physique in that, I suppose, but he is more elusive with his movement. But Jack Marcus is, yeah, he, he'll he, he's probably likely to take more chances. So yeah, probably. Probably Jack Marcus is the one that you wouldn't want to play against. Did you see any of the highlights of the game or that? Yeah, I did. I've seen all the uh, highlights. But, yeah. What did you think of the penalty? Uh, the, penalty the penalty claim. But I don't even know who the Marvel player was. The handball that the guy was already yellow card at. Ah, uh, yeah. No, probably. Yeah, I think it was a penalty. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I was surprised that it wasn't give, given. Given. Uh, well, put it this way, it's one of them ones that if you, if, if, if it's a. Happens for your team. You're screaming for it, like you know. What aye, I mean? aye. Would you be irritated if it went against you? Maybe, but then yeah, it's probably more a penalty than it's not. You know what I mean? Aye. What about the red card? <laughs> but there was someone round on the cover, I think, though. Well, 
You know what I mean? I don't think the boy was through clean through, was no, it? There was someone coming Welsh, round on the well, Welsh was actually nearer like the bo- the goal than uh, McGregor and the, the attacker was. I thought I thought Welsh would have got a cross to cover it. That's what I mean. That's, so the rules uh, are if it's a clear goal scoring opportunity in your last man, it should be a red card. But the boy still had a defender to be and he didn't really have control of the ball, so for it to be a red card's a b I think it's overkill like. <laughs> Uh, that was nice. I didn't think it deserved a red card. A booking, it, was, it was a stinking pass right and off the Hattati. Yeah, it's a booking because it's cynical because he's just dragged the boy to the ground, but it's not a red. There's <laughs> someone the, on the cover. One of, one of the things that annoyed me after the game was Ange, in a comment he made after the game, he says, we're no, the, the players are in the FIFA 23 players, where every shot goes in. And I just thought it was fast, like there's tongue in cheek and then there's just ridiculous. Eh? And that comment was nonsense. Eh? The chances uh, that Celtic missed yesterday, you expect Burns to score then, eh? Now, we're not talking about them wanting to score every chance, but 17 uh, attempts on goal, six on target for a professional uh, football team. It's absolutely yeah. garbage, like, yeah. Terrible. Like, as I said, Michael, the Kyogamis where, where a batter goes to cross it and it comes back to a batter and then he crosses it in. Kyogamis inside the six-yard box. He doesn't even hit the goals, like. He misses it by two yards right, like. As I said, that's like a, my area a couple of weeks ago. That's like missing your mouth with a fork, like. It's 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 hard to believe you can miss the goals from there. Like, That's it's just. I mean, he missed two open goals, so he missed that one that you're on about, and he missed the rebound of a Hattati hitting the post in the first half as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, same. Yeah, that was another open goal he missed. They're 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 not good enough. And to be honest, sorry, Max, to go back to your point, I I would think it was a red card because if I was if I was if that was rules reverse. I'd no, be, I those are uh, if those are the first you're screaming for it, but when you look but at I the think, rules, I think. I don't. I think. I think it was a red card because, like, you might. Okay, the argument is Welsh might get there, but Welsh is Welsh is a good bit out in the right. As you're looking at the telly, he's a good bit out in the left hand side. Obviously, the right hand side is where he's led. Yeah, I mean, if if McGregor doesn't hack hack your man down, your man's got to run in McGregor. I I as as much as it pains me to think it, I would have thought it was a red card. No, it's all, all of Celtic's own making. That's the problem. But I do think it was a red card. I don't. I don't think Welsh would have. Would have got back before your man would have got a shot away. But again, look, that's what everyone's opinions is is different. But that would be mine. I would have thought, I, th- I saw it when I saw it. I thought that's a red anyway. That's again, it's only personal opinion. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gave it. I wouldn't have just for the simple fact that Welsh is in the way back to get. He, I thought he'd have made the challenge. No bother. Why was there such a gap between both centre backs? I was asking Mike. Yeah. I don't know whether it's Carter Vickers is in Welsh was in Juranovic's position. So, I mean, I, I'm all for, like, an attack in that, but, I mean, a bit of common sense as well, like, and a bit of respect to the opposition as well, eh? And Motherwell are not a bad side, eh? And at that point, like you say, it was quite clear that we were never going to score again, eh? So, at some point in the game, it's no, just, you just got to calm the game down and just keep the ball, eh? Well, Motherwell... I don't know, if that, if that red card stands, is that no a three-game ban? No, it's only a one-game ban. It's only a one-game ban. I wasn't sure it myself, but I've seen some guy on Twitter confirming it. He only misses the St. Johnson game. Yeah, they said one game, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, to be honest, that's a blessing in disguise anyway. I was, going to, I was just going to say that. Uh, it's maybe a bit of stain on his disciplinary record. So I, I, see if you can appeal it. You might as well brass neck it. Everybody else does. But it could be a good thing because it gives no, McGregor a break for a week. I agree the guys that like Abel Garden. That you got to like, you say they brought in that boy. That guy's highly rated player like yeah, and they brought him in it's, you've got to keep talking guys again and Maeda needed a rest and like Haksabanovic and that's going to need to start getting a game as well like yeah. 
Like, see, even against St Mirren when he came on, he showed a bit of fight and he was one of the few players that actually looked like he wanted to do about it. And giving him like 10 minutes, five minutes a game, that's not yes, like it. No, no, definitely no. So, I mean, Abad is, I think, what, is Abad not like one of our top goal scorers this season? And he can't even I, But that's, that's the one I can't understand, Michael. How is he, how is he picking Maeda who isn't performing? I, and and leaving the bad on the bench, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand it. And there's no, all it's not as if as you said there a while ago, Mark. It's not this we're Celtic are playing with this high press, high intensity because they're not doing it. No. And he's not, he's not, he's not offering anything to the game. And I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm trying to look to see what Andy's is seeing, and I, I can't see it unless someone can explain it to me why he's doing it. I just don't understand it. Like, no, I, I don't. I think my does need to drop for a badder. It's a badder. I mean that's. Look at even that we've spoke about him coming out here at a young age and what he done last season. A bad for me, he's got a, a, potentially going to be as good a player as you like, say, Biota, and that is for me. I really, I dare think that. I, I, I don't I, see why a bad can't reach the heights that Yota's kind of planning and reaching it with his career. See, I like Hart Sabanovic, yeah. Like I said, and I know I've seen a lot of time on and there's only a lot you can see on the line and stuff and that, but you just need to see what the like, previous man said about the guy and that, yeah. Like he's um, a top top winger, him. Eh? And like he says, and okay, I know Jota put the crossing in that, eh? but he's not exa- exactly set the world alight. Eh? No, and not, seems, seems to be getting greedy. I can cut up his own hype and overthinking things and trying to be fancy and stuff like that. Like, I, I'm all for like he says, like he says, players love it when they're doing well and they're getting their credit and accolades and the man of the matches and that. But they've got to take it on the chin when they're poor as well, yeah. And they have been poor and. Ah, oh, you can't just sugarcoat things, you know what I mean? I've been always like that on here, Mikey. If I've got something to say, we'll kind of say it, you know what I, I mean? A lot of fans don't like you criticising no. and everybody's got an opinion, but, but at the end of the day, they've been poor, yeah. But see that, Mikey, criticising a player for having a bad game, that's one thing, you know what I mean? But you've got guys on the phone that it's just constant hassling one guy. That the magic pole, you know, about Welsh. Yeah. It's not about that for months and months and months. And according to him... According to him, right, and I asked you that to him the other day, because he, he hadn't mentioned it. He mentioned every one of our defenders are rank rotten, apart from Carter Vickers. And I said, right, we'll see every one of the defenders. If Ange came in, he's okayed the signing every one of them, at contract extensions for them, or he's promoted them for the youth team. So it's done to Ange then. If you think the defence isn't good enough, week in, week out, week in, week out, you've got to put it on the manager instead of just saying that players are garbage. We t- uh, uh, sorry, we Taylor. Is outstanding, eh? That left back for Celtic last week, well, like, eh? That guy doesn't get the praise he deserves, eh? No, I've, I've yeah. stuck up for Taylor all along. Paul, he was a, eh, Mikey was a whipping boy all along. If Paul asking if you want to think Seagrass needs a run of games because the heart's lucky coming off his line. Um, yeah, the thing is, though, like, he's probably no great with his feet and the way they play, they like they release the ball quicker than that, so. Probably technically a better footballer, is he? So it probably suits the system a wee bit better. But like I say, I don't know. I don't see enough of them to know like if he's. Does, does he not command these areas? Is that his problem? Like he doesn't come for crosses, or is that what he's getting criticised? Oh, Hart, aye, aye, Hart, doesn't he? And I've criticised him for it as well, Jonas. He doesn't. For me, he doesn't command his area well. Do you look if your keeper's coming out for a. It's, you watch. I mean, we all watch enough football now. If your keeper comes out and goes for a ball, see if he doesn't get it, nine times out of ten, the ref's going to give a foul in the keeper's... Uh, the keeper's... Uh, what's the word? 
But Hart never seems to commit to try and claim a, a lot of cross balls in that. I have said that about him as well. Goalkeepers are a protected species in this game. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, the slightest wee nudge on them making, it's a free kick to the goalkeeper, isn't it? I think the problem with Joe, uh, with Joe Hart is that I've noticed, I noticed against Mother Valley King he came for three crosses, but even when he jumps for it, you couldn't get a fag paper under his feet. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like he, he's he's never been known for that. Eh? And again, he's like the short scope and that, but even, <laughs> again, it's, people will say it's typical Michael Monin, but even that equaliser for Mudrick and Chapter, I thought it went right through the middle. Eh? Like even that, that still annoys me. Eh? That one chance that Shark's had and he let it in, and it was literally straight Aye, out. Eh? I, know, I thought he I went. Know. In, I thought he went down. Like I just like Seagrist as well. He showed last season against Celtic and that. Eh? He's a he's a, he's a very very good shot stopper. Eh? And he absolutely towers Joe Hart. Eh? And he's oh, very I mean, commanding. Like he's a bit like Fraser Foster in that way. Eh? I think I still say that was a great signing. I really do. I've said that all along. We also thought Seagrass would have been a great signing, but we couldn't see him signing. Maybe we spoke about it often enough. Even yeah, you, 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 you didn't give a player to Scotland or a, a backup player that kind of deal if you didn't see it being long term. The thing is, the one thing I will say as far as Seagrass is concerned, when he was at us, like, Benji's biggest problem probably was for a guy his size, he didn't command his box enough. So that's probably the weakest part of his game. Although he's a giant, he isn't actually great at coming for crosses. That was he always struggled, even when he was at his peak with us. Like yeah, you'd back up to save more shots, but you always got a wee bit of sort of nervy when he was facing an aerial bombardment because for a guy of his size, he wasn't as commanding as he should have been. He should have been wiping everything out, but he was quite timid. He used to sort, so he was prone to sort of staying on his line quite a lot. Whether or not he's improved that, because well, you've not seen enough on play, like but. It, was, it wasn't a great thing for his when he was at United, to be honest with you. Just basically, it's kind of the same as Hart. His shot stopping was his high point, kind of, yeah, and known he, as. His kicking was his poorest part of his game. The amount of times he would count it, would just, he would just hoof kicks into the stand. Like His, his distribution and his, was his, probably the weakest part of his game, but whether or not the way that Celtic are obviously training, it'll be completely different to the way... We're not trained to play from the back because we've not got the sort of squad to be able to do it, so... And it's maybe different for what he's getting trained with you boys. He's maybe getting trained with more at his feet in, in your sessions, but that was his worst part, probably, his distribution. It's a massive part of goalkeepers' games these days, isn't it? We've said that before, all this kind of sweeper-keeper stuff in that. Right. Well, that's fine to, like, one player, like but you've still got to pay the personnel to do it. Aye, aye. I keep us to keep the ball at the net, Mikey. I've said that. That's, the, that's first and foremost what a goalkeeper's got today. But that's what I mean, like, it's alright trying to train somebody on it, but just because you train somebody on something doesn't mean they can do it. Eh? And if they don't have the ability, as you said, Michael, if they don't have the ability, all the training in the world isn't going to change that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm looking at, obviously, the, I've got the starting 11 always in front of us yesterday, and then I'm just going through the 11, and then, like says, even being at the game helps. Joe Hart, poor. Juranovic was actually okay. I actually think that was Hart's fault. I blame team. Hart for that. That should have been right. Hart should have been screaming at him at the top yeah. of his voice to leave that. Welsh, worst player on the pitch. Jens, poor. Taylor. I thought both fullbacks were actually no bad. O'Reilly, non existent. McGregor, poor. Hatati, man of the match. Maeda, Kyogo and Jota, absolutely rotten. You know what I mean? Someone, Very poor like a, Someone needs to tell Jota as well. If, if you look at his the goal that O'Reilly headers and Kyogo taps in. 
there's one or two incidents where Jota actually gets the ball and he gives it first time and it opens up and obviously it's a good cross and leads to a goal. And then there's other times where you think, are you going to try and beat every player on the pitch with this ball? No, that's what it seems to be. Because he, he, he gets the ball and you're thinking, right, chance. And he goes around the, Michael around the fella and then he's got to come back around the fella. And then you're like, will you cross the fucking ball? Seriously. It's like watching Michael Flatley at times in a Celtic jersey. There's legs going in all directions. You're like, you can't beat everyone every time. And I said this to you before as well, Mac. That was a, a massive, now I'm not comparing the two players skill-wise, but a massive criticism of Mikey Johnson that he tried to beat everyone rather than just the time. Sometimes it's better just to give the ball in first time. And as I said, when, when John had done it a couple of times yesterday, the Kyogo's first goal the prime example the ball came to him he whipped it in the McGregor one that Michael was talking about a few moments ago as well he, he whipped it in first time and McGregor made a complete arse of it so I don't understand why they're not saying to him on the sideline the manager team are going listen there's times we, we just need you to whip, get the ball in early you don't have to try and be the man every single time you get the ball and how it's very times, frustrating to watch like how many times me and you Mark we spoke about this did Jota against Shakhtar over dribble it and never got any shot away. Aye, I can't even mind the number, Mikey. But at the time we spoke about it, we looked, we knew the number, but it just seems to be a part that's coming into his game, didn't it? Well, you know, I mean, like, like doing a peg or two. I mean, you're, I mean, Jonas. Obviously, we were together quite a lot, and we watched even we watched three games or something today. We're in the middle of watching Atlanta there and Fenerbahce against Besiktas, and the amount of times I shout at the screen, sh- just shoot. Or just put the ball in the box. Aye. It's mental. Like, it's no hard, eh? Can I mean, the bar's not in the box. You can't score. The, no. the, one, the one against Shakhtar, he ran for the left wing. Right into the 18-yard box. To, and it was... Okay, it was just... It was, it was basically... It was the kind of thing you'd have seen on a blooper view. Do you get what I mean? Just like the heedless chicken of where's he gone, where's he gone, where's he gone? And it just... It was... It, go, it went nowhere. Maybe he's just... I don't... I'm not saying he didn't drop her. Like, maybe he's just didn't a wee bit... Maybe I'll be asked to be made a team player. Isn't that, I mean, that's made a thing. Hak plays on the left wing. That's his, that's his position. That was the reason he was brought in. You've got Abada and Maeda for the right, and you've got Jota and Hak and you've got Giacomakis and Kyogo fighting for the middle spot. So, I mean, Hak that, that front three should be firing full cylinders every week. Whoever's chosen to keep their well, place I mean, in the team. You've got six, six, well, five, I would say, good players. I still think Maeda, he's... he's He's no football player, like yeah. Like, he can't. Like, he he's no. He's touching. He's he's finishing, and like I can't. I can't. People say he works a lot on that, but just because you're fit and run quick, no, no, you're a good player. Eh? No, but that's why he seems to have shown is really Mikey. I mean, but don't get. She's. I mean, it's only going with YouTube. I I was really really excited to see my Yida coming in because you watch his YouTube videos and I'm bombing in off that right hand side. It was it was devastating. <laughs> As soon as you start criticising somebody, oh well, he's he's been he's been good for a while. Oh, well, he's not good now, then is he? No, 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 no
you're only as good as your last game. I love O'Reilly, but I thought, I thought he was really poor yesterday again. No. Nah. You know what I mean? You're only as good as your last game, eh? Oh, Celtic, no, 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 mate. Celtic, you're only as good as your last touch of the ball. <laughs> that's right. You don't, it doesn't matter. If you scored a hat trick and then you make a bad pass, that's you. You're shite. We've, we've, we've been through this. It's only the last touch of the ball. You get judged on. The best thing about that game yesterday was the chips and curry sauce through the stall there. Kind of half thing. Oh, that that's, was, a, that's a push. The that food that itself ain't far, mate. Come on, with you in the drink. I was actually hard to look, look in my world, was I? Could have been well seen this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, five fights in an hour and ten minutes. I was lucky he was able to make it to the gym. I thought you weren't drinking. You said you weren't drinking. Well, I got carried away a wee bit, did I? Oh, did, did your did your dad drive? Was it your dad that drove down? Aye. Ah, he drove. Uh, I'll, I'll stop that there, so I didn't want to get him into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> did your dad enjoy it? Ah, he, uh, he he enjoyed it too much. He's like back every week again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I said, I think he was the oldest alt in the standing section on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I'm not the oldest he's been in. It's all in all time yet. Then your dad's just beat me for a couple of years. Well, that's my old man's fifty-six, eh? So, but he's still got more hair than me, so he's doing something right, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it all, all comes back to the hair, doesn't it? It always comes back to the hair. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just as well I'm actually no fuss beat doing about it. Eh? Like I say, it's no hair when it comes out, is it? Jack took a picture of me the other week doing with Yoda and you can, as soon as she showed me the picture, man, you can see it. I'm starting to go bald in the middle and that. And I've said to you, Mikey, one of the best things you could happen to me. I've no bother my backside about here if I was about 16 year old. Like I say, if it was any mother or brothers or that, they'd be right over to Turkey, like, eh, to pay two and a half grand to get it redone, so. A hair transplant? Yeah, uh, they'd be all over that like a cheap suit, so. Uh, you'll end up doing that. Yeah, once, nah. once Donna kicks you, you'll need to be back out in the pool and that. <laughs> yeah, nah. See, nah, nah, that, 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 Probably young, they're probably young for the shoes there, eh? There'll be young fellas with Mikey's bought them. No, they're just rare. <laughs> Middle-aged, middle-aged. Yeah, okay, I'm only 35. <laughs> <laughs> Middle-aged can do. Middle-aged. So, so, what, well, a night with So, I think we could all conclude that just yesterday, very poor, eh? I think so. Yeah. It just, I, I mean, I was expecting this to come out the traps flying because of the, the St. Martin result. I thought, oh, the players will even be... Right, we need to get out here. And I don't. There was a a, a, a a was a Celtic ladies team player or something that was on Celtic TV yesterday. I did don't know who the lassie was, and she was saying that before the game as well. That she says I expect Celtic to come out the traps flying, but but we're used to seeing with them, and it was just it was just as if we'd continued on for the St Mirren game, the same pace, the same style, the same just general same attitude, Mac. Aye, same attitude. It reminds me so terrible. much of like. It reminded me like playing like under Rogers a lot. Yeah, a lot of useless, senseless, just passing the ball about, passing that about for no reason. Well, I'm looking for a pass that's going to get you somewhere into the game. And even the passing, even the passing, as Michael has already mentioned it there, it it was so slow. It's bad. It would be bad enough, Mark, if they were doing it and it was a bit quick and a bit sharp and movement was reasonably okay. 
But my God, it was like pulling teeth, as I said. You're watching it, and it's like, ball is crawling along to that. He's crawling along. He's passing it back. You're going, Jesus, I can't wait till this is over. This is brutal. Uh, do you know, it was just, it was just, it was just an awful game to watch. And as I said, I just thought, like you said, it started the same like St. Mirren. Just the attitude was so poor. Everything just, to me, just seemed awful. Like, you know what I mean? So, but it's, well, as I said, the only came to was three thing. points. Like, yeah, very lethargic. Uh, uh, that is the main thing. It's the three, the three points are in the bag. And when we win the league at the end of the season, we're not going to be, oh, I mean, that performance against Motherbone. You get what I mean? It's a, it's a bigger picture. We, if you play poorly and come away with the points, you've still got to kind of be a bit happy. But the performance... Oh, you, know, but you, have, to cri- you have to critique it at the same oh, time. Oh, exactly. I, I totally agree, Terms. That's what I'm saying. But you've got to still say the performances of the last two games have been nowhere near good enough at, at all, really. But they have, they're, they're nowhere near good enough, Mark. But they're nowhere, they're nowhere near the expectation that we have for the team. Because we know what they can do. And we know the performances that they can put in. So... And the team, and, the team uh, that started, and the team that started yesterday is the team that most people would have picked as their their first eleven. They had to start in midfield that everyone we would all want. So there was there was no excuses compared to the St. Mirren game where people say no, there was loads of changes. It was a team that I would imagine the majority of people would have picked. Maybe you know, judging on what players were fit and available, especially so. You know, it was, uh, it was just. I, you know, I, I, no, I don't think even when you saw the lineup, you knew Carter Vickers was injured. I don't think anybody would maybe have picked any other starting starting team than yesterday. No, no, I wouldn't have. It's, it's just been the exact same thing. Yeah, it's just it was just poor. Look, it's, as I said, it's three points. Thank God, but performances, as Michael alluded to there a few moments ago as well, you've got Leipzig Wednesday, and it needs to be an astronomical change to what to, to for that game because if they go out with even a, half the attitude they went out with the other day. They won't, they won't come away with a result. It's as simple as that. No, I'd agree with that. Speaking about Leipzig then, we'll, we'll get two guys that are gone to it then. Hint we Mikey and Jonas are based going out of it. They're well, leaving. Do you want to give Jonas a shout about St. Johnston before we're going to Europe? Get oh, they need bother. Sort of first and then going to Europe midweek. I need bother, Mikey. I, had to, I, just, I knew we were going to do the chat about just the Scottish yeah. game in general. Aye. So, Jonas, it's not been a very good start for United at all this season, has it? Well, I've just listened to you boys. Um, I'm just having a wee go after myself. Listen to you boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm raging at about a 2-1 win. I'd sell my left ball for a 2-1 win. Just now, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think it's a slightly different angle. But no, nah, it's, it's just not been anywhere near good enough for me. So, probably got the... And the thing is, we probably, in my lifetime, watching United, we probably had the best transfer window in, in my lifetime on paper, quality-wise. Probably the best squad on paper out with the two Glasgow clubs and and Hart. So for us to start it the way we have has been absolutely catastrophic. However, the only thing that the only positive there is is that there's still thirty games to go, you know. I mean that's the only thing I could take from from what I've seen so far this season, unfortunately. Do you think do you think you should have got rid of Jack Ross? Well, I think I think whether or not it was right, I think the fact that he lost the 7 and a 9 now made his position untenable anyway. I just don't think anybody could survive those kind of defeats. I think it was the the results. Um, and then the biggest problem we've got as well is we've never replaced the Butcher, which we've, we've never replaced. We don't have a defensive midfielder. So we've all got midfielders that are all pretty football players. We can all, all good ball players, all want to go forward, all want to like, you know what I mean? 
but there's no tackle in that midfield, and that's the problem. They're so soft, eh? And we're so weak mentally just now that if you lose the first goal in any game, it's a, it's a moment. Yeah, it's a moment. And then the problem was yesterday, we, we we dominated the first 30 minutes. We played actually quite well. It's probably the best we've played all season, apart from the AZ home leg. And then we concede one goal from a straight ball. And then it's just the whole, it's just, it just the panic station set in. It's just like, the confidence is so fragile just now that if we go behind, we're almost beat. And something needs to change, yeah, so... It's difficult at the minute, but like I say, the only saving grace is that there's still 30 games to go. <laughs> and Jonas, you just a quick question. I, I said, I'm only judging it on the Celtic game now in particular, but do you think that some of the Dundee United players, in a sense, certainly I think in that game, down tools when they kind of backs it to the wall or when they oh, go... Yeah, there, 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 was, there was a couple of culprits, like Ryan Edwards has, has been a culprit. Like He threw the toys, he, he, he down tools... And then it was the same yesterday. He was arguing with supporters going off the pitch and his performances have fell off a cliff since he got given the captaincy. And I think that was only because there was a couple of English clubs, Wigan and Charlton and that, were interested. So I think United Panic gave him a two-year contract extension and made him captain to make him stay and probably increased his wages. And his performances have fell off a cliff since then. And then yesterday, like I say, arguing with supporters and he had to go at supporters in the stand in the main stand and then he had a ding dong with a couple of boys going off the park at full time as well so it's never good when that kind of cracks are appearing you know nah, what I mean it's usually arseholes at the end really that's yeah. if you're if you're off the park and arguing with supporters even if it's opposition fans you're just making yourself look a bit the thing is, it, it doesn't look good when it's the club captain and I think the problem is fans are quite entitled to question how poor his performances have been I'm not saying he's the only one because we wouldn't have two points from eight games if, if we were playing well so the vast majority of that squad haven't played well but there's a certain members of that squad that have not been planning and there's certain members of the squad that you look at and you know that they're no given 100% so I think that's what people find unacceptable so there needs to be there needs to be a, a, a change of attitude collectively. They all need to start playing for each other again rather than as individuals. And the attitude needs to change first and foremost there. And actually look like they want... They actually need to start looking like they want to be there. Yeah, that was that was the one thing that struck me. As I said, I only watched the, the Celtic match. And that's the one thing that struck me when it was four or five. You kind of, if you were there looking... I was looking, obviously, watching the game and you were kind of going... You know, you could see guys not tracking back. Guys not helping each other. Just guys kind of going... Nah. Fuck this! I've had enough. I and there's half an hour to go in the game, or do you know what I mean? It was a strange one. And as the whole thing with Charlie Mulgrew, and there was obviously with Jack Ross, with Charlie Mulgrew and Tony Watt and all them. Is that all? That's obviously with your man gone. Is that now all changed? Are they kind of back in the team, back playing well, with the team? Well, Mulgrew was he's been back in since William Fox and the defence has solidified since then, um, and we've looked better in the shape. Mulgrew got injured in training on Friday, so that's how he didn't start yesterday, which. We missed him yesterday because he's been back and he has been playing well. Tony Watt was on the bench, but he come off the bench and scored. And to be fair, he come on with Archie Meekinson and the two of them sort of changed the game. And Watt sort of looked like he had a point to prove and he come on, put in a shift and knocked his pan in. And to be fair, he took his goal well. So he's maybe, that, that bench has maybe done him good and he's maybe got like running about with a point to prove now. So if he can get himself back with a bit of confidence, then he can be, be an asset. But that whole thing with Ross and Mulgrew I'm not willing to turn on players based on baseless social media rumours and that. That kind of stuff only ever tends to come out when you're not doing well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't know how much of that's true. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So I'm certainly not willing to start turning on players based on unfounded rumours on social media, like, you know? 
Oh yeah, as I said, it was only just because obviously the Celtic match was the only one I would say I was I knew all about it when you're watching it, you're seeing the players and you're hearing the stories. I'm just curious obviously to see how that been resolved. It's fair enough. Yeah, maybe just even personality clashes as well. I mean, Mulgrew's a big personality. And any any dressing room Mulgrew gets into, he has got that kind of I don't mean an aura as if he's all revered in that, but he's a big personality. So if you've got a manager coming in, it doesn't mean they've actually necessarily fell out. It's just maybe like a difference a difference of opinions and the manager's maybe just trying to assert his authority over the matter, this kind of thing. I think what the problem was as well, Jack Ross sort of tried to reinvent the wheel when he came in. We, we were solid off season last year. Okay, we weren't probably the best to watch, but we played the three centre-halves and that was our best formation. Then Jack Ross came in and said, right, we're going to play 4-4-2 or a 4-3-3 with a high line. You can't play a 36-year-old, a 28-year-old that's 6 foot 5 and a 21-year-old that's about 6 foot 5, 6 foot 6 that kind of run on the halfway line. And then, because as soon as the ball goes in behind, you get done, you know what I mean? So he was trying to play, he was trying to play with a, two centre-halves that don't have pace in a high-pressing system and play an offside trap. It's never going to work. <laughs> so I think he overcomplicated things by trying a system that, he should have just stuck with what was there. And when we met him at the sort of Q&A at the beginning of the season, the one thing he said was, I'm going to play the, the players that best that are at the club that are at my disposal. Yet he went and completely contradicted himself by playing a system that didn't suit anybody that was there at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? What about the wee guy you spoke about that you said to Man United? Love it, was it? How's he uh, been doing? Well, he struggled the same as everybody else. He's not, He's had a couple of good games, Kelly away the first game of the season, the, first, the home leg against Dazed. But collectively, everybody struggled. Like I say, Mark, we're bottom of the league with two points from eight games. So that tells you that no, nobody's really played well. Aye. <laughs> Stephen Fletcher's probably been our player of the season, a 35-year-old target man. Come on, I mean, that doesn't, go, that doesn't show bode well for a lot of the young ends, like, eh? And who's up, who have you got next? Got Aberdeen and Hibs at home, so we've got another two home games coming up. Maybe need to try and get some points on the board against him, Mikey, uh, Jonas. That's yeah, well, that's the kind of that's the kind of stupid thing that we'll do, though. They're the sort of games that we'll end up turning <laughs> up in. So, <laughs> then we just need a win from somewhere. Once we get a win, I think we'll be okay. And we've been fortunate in the sense that Kelly and Ross County have been poor as well. But I mean, we're only into the start of October, and you're already looking for other teams' results. It's not really, it's not good. So we need to, like I say, just get a win from somewhere, and then. Then try and but start climbing I'll the table to break the hoodoo kind of thing. Yeah, just you know, kind of. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Teams and the kind of they can end up. They say that winning becomes a habit, but losing becomes a habit. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it is. If teams get into that kind of rut, it can be really, really hard to break that cycle. Yeah, you just need something. You just need a fluky one to go off in off someone's arse in the last minute or something or something. A penalty that's not a penalty or some kind of. You just need something to go your way to get you going. Eh? And like I say, we're the only professional club in Britain that hasn't won a game this season, so I'd like to get that start eradicated at some point, and preferably pretty quickly. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You there, Mikey? Yeah, I'm here, yeah. Oh, I thought your mic clicked there. I thought you didn't uh, clicked off. Like, so, obviously, like, being obviously close to United as well, were you honest in that, like... I can't uh, like express how poor the uh, the results have been for United with a wage ball they've actually got in the league. Like I, I they wouldn't be far off. Probably fourth biggest wage: Celtic, Rangers, then Hearts, then probably United. Ah, uh, you t- uh, you tell Aber- like Aberdeen United and Hearts. And t- they'd be the yeah, Aberdeen and Hibs are even. Bo- I think Aberdeen and Hibs are even probably below United. Aberdeen are probably slightly above us just because of the fees that they paid for the boys for it abroad and that. But we'll not be far off the Aberdeen levels. Like, hey, we'll be in the top, we'll be in the top five anyway. You know what I mean? Well, like, you're, like, United's main main problem this year, if you look at their whole team, it's so slow. Like player for player, like they've not got anybody. They've brought another guy, Anaka, the striker that was just brought in. He's rapid, but other than that, like it depends. Like the, the boy Smith that had the hard neck to claim 100 appearances at the start of the game. As in, like, the guy should be wearing a mask for claiming that he's played 11 games in professional football for Dundee United. Like I said, Dundee United sports have been on this boy's case for, what would you say, you want us two years, two seasons at least? Uh, well, he'll be coming in, uh, in East. This is probably, he's third, yeah, because he's still got another year left on his deal, so he'll have four years he'll have had at the club by the time his contract runs out. And like you said, he's so bad. Uh, he's just a very, very poor player, eh? But sometimes at certain football clubs, some players just manage to get in a game every single game, no matter how the player. <laughs> probably that... because of probably because of their wages, but Mikey, this is oh, you need to play him, but paying him, he's one of the highest paid players at the club, so he needs to be playing. I don't even think it's that, Mark. I just think he's one of the boys. He's a model pro. He is a good trainer. He's. He, there's no disciplinary issues with him. He's, you know what I mean. He's as a as a professional, you can't question him. But it's just his abilities, no there. And I think he gets a, a pass because he he's always he gives a hundred percent in training. I think he probably plays a lot of the time just due to his attitude rather than his ability. But that's not right though, because at the end of the like day, Maida, like Maida, yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah, like yeah, he he's basically our version of Maida. Like works hard. He's a good lad and everything. Not a bad boy or anything, but just. <laughs> <laughs> you're willing them, you're sitting here willing them to do something good, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I don't personally dislike the guy, I've got nothing against him, but just his football ability is no good enough, unfortunately. <laughs> the most ironic thing about the boy is I actually witnessed his best of, I, think he, I don't know how many goals he scored for United, but I was at one of the games where he actually scored any of the best goals of the season. <laughs> Last uh, <he> scored, <laughs> scored a 30-yarder against Hearts, like top corner on the half volley or something, and you're just sitting yeah, there going like, like... I'm always going to go and see Dundee United against Hearts. Obviously, because Hearts obviously been the mini, the mini Rangers, eh? and he Aye. scored the goal for about thirty years. No, I mean that's kind of thing that, that like you say, just just totally out the blue. Like, that's what I mean. Now that I've we've slated them tonight, see against Aberdeen next week, he'll score for yeah. forty-five yards or something. Aye. You know I mean, they've, they've got a bet on him next week for a goal any time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, 
just before, obviously, you want to move on to Europe and that matter, but just ironically, before we came online, that um, we and Jonas put a wee bet on Atalanta. Um, we've got them to win anyway, and they won one now in full time. But we put a wee cheeky tenner on first goal scorer at ten, a ten to one, Adi Mo Lukman, and they won one nothing, and Lukman scored. So the 100, 110 quid to kickstart the kitty for going to Berlin, eh? Honestly, <laughs> man, if, if Mikey fell out a window, we'd got the way. He was. Jonas, come on, admit it, and he's one of his lucky spawnies. Oh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have Don't play with computer games either because it's just an arse at the image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's picked my lottery numbers for the last 15 years and I've not got any, any place near it. So, as ah, <laughs> yeah, he's tell you the numbers, but he will be, he will be in at least a tenner every week after that. <laughs> is, he showing, is he showing you the ticket, to be honest? Aye, that's what I mean. He's he he showing you the ticket, he might be scanning it himself in the shop and saying, No, we didn't win, <laughs> but. Well, like I say, we're already 110 quid up, eh? We've not even left. Well, that's all, Johnny, that's all he's to spend and drink every week, or the next few days, £110. <laughs> not a penny <laughs> more, and I want the seats and everything proved. I'm going to get Mikey on the straight and narrow away for all that drinking culture and that. That'll last me, about 10 minutes till he puts it away. <laughs> it's, time <laughs> grew, it's time he settled down and grew up and that, I think. <laughs> I'll grow up on Thursday morning, eh? Once it's touched down in Edinburgh again, eh? <laughs> well, he's flying time. back right after that, aye? No, no, like I say, we fly out on tomorrow at um, quarter to 12. We'll arrive in Berlin at 2. That's 2 o'clock Germany, so 1 o'clock here. And um, we'll come back on Thursday morning, the, the morning after the game. Right. So we've got three days over there. So. You'll be in some heat. Uh, it's <laughs> Oktoberfest as well, turn, sir. あいつはね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、
I think it's going to be a very hard game. I think a lot of people are fixated on Leipzig's start to the season. And I kind of they, they got bit 3 nothing before the international break and they bit Bochum yesterday 4 nothing. They're bottom of the league side Bochum. But I don't think actually people realise the quality that Leipzig have in the team. But this Leipzig team are not the same team that played Rangers last season. No. Under that Dominic Tedesco. He's one of the worst managers in German league history with that kind of squad for them to perform the way that they did. They just need to look at the, like, the players like Peter Galaski in the goal. Hungarian had, goalkeeper, Hungarian goalkeeper and captain, Emil Forsberg, Swedish captain, Kevin Campbell, vice captain in Slovenia, Halstenberg, any of the best left backs in Germany, Jonas Poulsen, any of the top players for Denmark, Orban, best centre back for Hungary, Andre Solva, the number nine for Portugal, just behind Ronaldo, Timo Werner, who they just signed for 25 million, Lucas Klosterman, centre back for Germany, Hendricks, the right back for Germany, played against England. Conrad Leimer, Austrian captain, behind, vice captain behind Alaba, centre mid. I think he's out though, injured. Then you've got Christopher Nkunku, plays for France, the, be- the best player. Like Javier Schegler, any of the Swiss players. Danny Olmo, plays for Spain in the starting 11. You know what I mean? Josko Vardiol, Croatia centre back. I think he's linked with Chelsea, 100 million. And then, like, David Raum, the left-back for Germany, he played against England in that as well. Dominic Schauberslai, the Hungarian, like, he's, he's outstanding as well. And it's just, like, you see comments about, oh, Leipzig, they're poor, and we should be going over there for the win. See if Celtic managed to scrape a draw over there. I'd be I'll delighted. Be uh, just big up me. Can you have three pronunciations here? Thank God I didn't have to do them with the players. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Like you said, yeah, but, but you top... reading, were you reading that there, Mikey? You didn't just come out with that Afrotopia, he did you? No. I, 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 that's what happens when you play a lot of FIFA. Ah, uh, see, <laughs> I, I, I still can't pronounce, pronounce half the names like that. Struggling for It's a frightening, that team over there, I know it didn't work out for Chelsea, but he's a really, he's, I know, he's quality, I've always liked him. It's the wee boy, that the Hungarian the boy, guy, the Dominic. French guy as well that you mentioned, Mikey. That and Kunku, I can't stand Aye. I'd be some player. Yeah, like you said, you'd be miss, you'd miss two open goals against them, though, eh? in the last season, and that'll always stick to me. Like, eh? everybody's talking about how good he was. Eh? In the big games, you didn't miss the kind of chances. Eh? It's a, pronounce that one that's on the screen, Mikey. Stop. That Bobby, Bobby Sutherland's mentioned. Eh, so you just dropped the S. So it's Dominic's job is like. Right. He's um, outstanding. He came for the, like their sister club, that um, RB Salzburg. Right. They, they just swap players left. I, like, I think about 50% of Leipzig's team have all came for Salzburg. Aye, but they've, they've, they've kind of done a kind of flip-flop thing with UEFA, so they're not regarded as the same team, isn't it? That's what they are. They're the same owners for that UEFA Yeah. But the boys, they're like Danny Olmo, who actually starts for Spain. We're not talking about just a squad player, eh? like another top top player. And again, Timo Werner. Come on, and then this sounds like horrific because how much money he's cost. And so people in the chat will understand. Can okay, Timo Werner remind me? Of? And I hope it doesn't come back to haunt. He's not my either. He is so quick, but he just looks like he's never going to score. <laughs> like he's rapid, rapid, quick, like scary quick. But he just never looks like he's going to score. You know what I mean? He runs, runs and runs and runs and runs, but 
Like, the end product of no, it's, see, it's no, that's the thing I'm saying about Mieda. It's not that he's not get any kind of end product. Just he's not get any product apart of internet. That's and he's not producing any of it. He's not assisting. He's always oh, really doing is just been like what we said, like a heedless chicken pressing. When we're pressing, it looks good because he runs about and pushes in, and the keeper pushes in the centre backs. But he's not actually doing anything. We were, we're in possession and trying to win games. Abada created more chances. Sorry, Michael. Abada created more chances when he came on. You know, Kyogre missed the scissor like so. Abada created more chances in the in the in the time he was on than Maeda did in the last two games. You know, so the boy. Um, I, I'm just going obviously looking through Salzburg's team because here they play. We are so lucky that the boy Lucas Klosterman's injured for the game because he's I think he's I think he's actually rated the quickest centre back in Europe. He's injured. And then the other boy that's Jonas knows as well, Conrad Leimer for Austria. What a player. Injured. Both out. That's the whole centre they're playing like, yeah. So the, the centre back pair that they'll play. It'll be a second choice. Is, no, no. Josko Vardiol. Because if sometimes they play with a back three, three five two. Is that three. Josko Vardiol? That's his link with Chelsea in that 100 million. But the boy that plays, Wally Orban, who's the plays at the back for Hungary, I think I'm quicker than him. And I'm 16. <laughs> so like says, like says, he's slow, so they can be get, got at it for pace. Like the guy that left Marcel Hall, I've actually seen Halston better play. He played for St. Pauli for a few years before he went to RB Leipzig. But again, he's very, very slow as well. Eh? Like that, that, be, that could be a weakness that Celtic could exploit with the right players out there, Mikey. Really, like Danny Almo that plays for Spain. Like you've got like Andre Silva, the striker, Wally Orban, Halstenberg, Kevin Campbell, who played at Parkhead when we played them and beat them two one a few years ago. Like Emil Hofforsberg and that, they're all very they're, they're very slow. They're not quick. They're quick at move passing, but they're not quick pace wise. So I think we as we ourselves have got a chance. See if they play the the, the if play Kyle, we've got a badger and Jota. If we play the way we know that we can play, we can we could have a chance. If I'm with you, Mikey, a, a draw, I'd be delighted with a draw. Yeah, they've got like you say the draw, like says I think people like it says I am no question and I certainly don't know everything about football, but people that think that Celtic should be going over there and getting the three points. If Celtic can't a bit shattered away, then uh, if they manage to sneak a point say this this mob. If Celtic managed to get a point for here, I'm very confident that Celtic will get sticking in the group. Aye. Yeah. Well, I, I looked at a thing I said on the last podcast we done, just taking it that Real Madrid are going to win, win every game they play. If we can get a drawer there and beat them in Shakhtar at Celtic Park, beat Leipzig in Shak- at Shakhtar at Celtic Park, going into the final game against Madrid, us in Madrid will be qualified. That's so, right, yeah. A point there could be really, really crucial if we want to even like attempt to get set in place. Yeah, like he says, uh, a draw would, like he says, people need to realise it's a very, very good result for Celtic over there. Like, uh, they, like they've got no points on the board. This is their biggest game of the season on Wednesday. Like, they'll be properly up for this. It's a total sellout crowd. I mean, I, I ain't got a 70-30 in Celtic's uh-huh. favour. 
Aye, I was going to say that it's a sold out crowd, but it's probably going to be more like a Celtic home game. Than now, what people don't, what people won't realise as well, that maybe didn't care much about German football or, or generally didn't care, <laughs> which is fair enough, is in the RB Arena, the stadium, behind both goals are our Red Bull fans. At the side of the pitch is all neutral seating. Oh, oh right, I didn't know. And I, I know we were talking about the neutral bit and that, Mike. We spoke about that before, just me and you. But I if didn't know that was it. Yeah, if any Celtic sports have bought tickets for behind the goal, and I will remotely get caught for being that, they'll 100% not get access or they'll be thrown out instantly because of the zero policy against away fans behind the goal. But in the sides of the grounds where there's all the, seat, all the seats are, it's a free anybody- it's all neutral. As we found out when we got all the tickets and that sort of thing. Aye. So, like I say, there's, I think about eight, what was that, about 8,000 tickets went on public sale on the 21st of September at nine o'clock, and by five past nine, all 8,000 were sold. And how many of them were Celtic? I thought you bought them all. Yeah. I, I got a good chunk of yeah, I, thought you, I thought you were touting them, Mikey. Yeah, I, got, I thought, by the way, I still got two tickets in case anybody wants them. <laughs> two, tickets, two tickets for the away end and Leipzig if anybody wants them, get in touch with No, it's, it's terms. Jonas and Andrew I, bought two tickets prior to me getting three just in case because they wanted to guarantee they had tickets not to get in. And obviously I've managed to get three tickets, so there is two tickets. I say, I'll sell, we'll sell them over there easy enough. But I was hoping that, that maybe somebody for the forum or the Discord of that maybe wanted them to try and get them to away game. But if people are genuinely still interested, there's no more flights from Edinburgh, but where's the only place that you can fly to Germany from, um, to Berlin. But there is cheap flights from Edinburgh to Dusseldorf stuff. And then it's a three hour train journey from Dusseldorf to Leipzig, which in my opinion, I don't think is too bad for how cheap the flights are. And I'll also say as well, for anybody that's going to Germany on the match day, if you've got a match day ticket, which is all digital now, if you scan the QR code, all public transport, trains and buses is all free. You don't need to pay for public transport if you've got a match day ticket. Well, that's good to be a good thing, isn't it? I think like you actually told Trevor. What was that, Terms? It's like, it's like Mikey works for one of the travel agents or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's taking yours. Him and Welsh have got about a foreign correspondence here in Germany for the next few days. <laughs> just shows you how, like, we've talked, I've talked about the Bundesliga for a while. You want to fight the Bundesliga? They always do that, but Mikey are there in the Bundesliga, aren't uh, it? Yeah, they're good. That's what I mean. That's what, uh, even the ownership, every single German uh, club owns 51% fans. So the fan, at the end of the day, the final decision always rests with the fans. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's, it's a great setup that they've done. Into, it's, it's Leipzig knows the only team that isn't like that. Was that not what the kick-up was about? No, they did, what they didn't like it was, and it's quite ironic considering Dortmund and especially Bayern Munich just with the money. They just didn't want clubs with that kind of money in the Bundesliga. Eh? They want everything to be earned, which is ironic when you've got teams like Dortmund and Bundesliga, uh, Bayern Munich that have got that vast money behind them. Eh? Right. The stadiums and everything in that, but. I say Leipzig as a club, I don't really care what they do to get their money. Fuck. Nothing being honest. Like, yeah, when you look at clubs like PSG and like New, especially clubs New like Man City. Newcastle, Man City. Like, 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 Man, like Man City to me 
in my whole lifetime, no matter what they do, they'll always be a non-entity to me. Aye, I'm the same, Mikey. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. Another club that's just bought their history. That's all. They've never earned nothing or that. They're just nothing here. Like, I mean, the fact, even the day, like, Jonas posted some stuff on Twitter and that. What kind of derby that's meant to be, like, fierce? Half and half. They're all scarf. standing with half, half Man United, <laughs> half Man City scarves on. Oh. Like, the vendors are trying to sell half and half scarves, Man United and Man City. That is mental, eh? Aye. It's actually a few years back, mate. I can remember. I, I can't remember if it was Man United that scored against Liverpool or Liverpool scored against Man United. And the player ran up to like the opposition fans celebrating. And they were all just out to, with their phones, just taking nice wee happy pictures of him and that. Do you get what I mean? That league is, it's just a pure touristy, touristy league, isn't it? It's just, it's just pure. Like, if you watched it today on Sky Sports, it's just... You know what's funny about like English fans, like sporting fans? They slag like leagues like the MLS. They're turning into the MLS, eh? It's, aye, aye, aye. it's aye, all about aye. the experience, the family mm. experience, eh? Yeah. It was like all these changes they wanted to make to the, uh, the Champions League. Just making it all this kind of wee closed circuit thing that nobody can get relegated and we'll all just sit and share the money mm. about. And that's what it is, it's franchises. And you've got to, I mean, you're going about this sports washing and stuff like that. And it really is, Mikey, when you look at some of the PSG, Man City, Newcastle now. I mean, don't get us wrong. I know some people have just, there's meant to be some dodgy dealings with Dermot Desmond, but most businessmen have got some dodgy dealings at some point in time. That's how they become these mega. They know, they know the ins and outs and the loopholes to years to get these millions and billions of pounds. But some of the stuff that with the teams that own football clubs and that, I don't think it should be kind of just forgot about all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I thought I've seen Bobby just put in the chat there. Haaland was sublime today. I mean, see if I was on five hundred grand a week, I should be scoring a hat trick every game there. I mean, half a million pound a game plus bonuses he's getting a week. Half a million. No, I mean, like you say, and again, people, I'm not saying he isn't a good player and that, like, hey, but we're now at the stage where, like, football players a week in wage are on what transfer fees used to be. Aye, well, there. They're on that a week. Yeah, she probably, she probably, when he scored that, with Haaland, what did you say they make you half a million pound a week? You got 500 grand a week. Right, he scored a hat trick the day, she'll get goal scoring bonuses, win bonuses, and all that. He's probably earning more than we got for Brian McClure. <laughs> we get for 800, 800,000, 850,000 for Brian McClure. Well, that's what I mean, like, so that's what I mean. Haaland, Haaland's making two million this month, if he's, well, out because a week. To Jonas, Jonas, when was the last in transfer season, Jonas, did, did United pay two million? I don't think we've ever paid that in our history. I thought, I mean, when have you paid 500,000 in a transfer window? 750k back in 2005 for Lee Miller for Blackpool or something. I mean, that's, that, that's uh, aye, aye. Mm. Not even just Dundee United. How many other teams in Scotland, apart from us and them, have like, broke the kind of two, even the two million pound bracket? Well, that's what like, we've, I've got. Well, I'll let Jonas say it because he's got it down to a T. Jonas, what is this like? Because people like to, what annoys me, Jonas, obviously, is people are trying like talk about Scottish football and try and condescend it, like how poor it is for quality and everything and that. And what's the start you've got, Jonas, for attendances in Scotland compared to the rest of Europe? Uh, so the Scottish Premier League's the best attended league per head, per population in the whole aye. Europe. No, I mean, that's mental. Aye, aye. That. Aye. That's, been for a few, that's been for a 
the last has been about, years as well, Jonas, isn't it? It's been well over a decade or something. Oh, well, I've seen people saying that on Twitter as well. For the amount of people who stay in the country, the amount of people that turn up to the games is like one of the highest in Europe. Over the course of a season, three million people or something like attend football matches, which is over half the population. Our country where the population is only about five million. So you think about that? There's two million people turning out to watch football over well, three million over the four leagues or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's some good considering the, the size of the country. <laughs> Yeah, but you, the difference is as well though the difference is as well in Scotland you've got actual genuine fans the Scottish aye, clubs have got, even if whether it be Dundee United Celtics Rangers Hats Hibs whatever it is they're genuine fans it's like what you said there Mark you look at you look at the Premier League games the, the bigger clubs and it's all this as you said like having a half and half or like that time Liverpool scored and you ran up to the United end and you've got the lads out with the phone second pictures and the, the whole lot it's like it's it's nonsense like you know what I mean whereas you look at I think someone said before 43% or 44% of all the income earned by Scottish clubs was basically through supporters basically bums on seats down in the Premier League they couldn't give it monkeys if they turned up or not because they don't, they don't they don't need them Do you know like I mean Man City's Prime example, they can hardly fill their stadium most weeks. Do you know what I mean? And this is if, and this is a team that's supposed to be a big side and all this rest of the nonsense that goes with it. Like, but like Michael had said there a while ago, if you look at if you look at Liverpool, if you look at Arsenal, look at Man United, for example, those three, the other ones are run by say the Saudis, but all those three guys, clubs are all owned by guys that have connections or are owners of American football teams or baseball teams back in America. So it's exactly what the guys were saying there about this whole franchising thing. You know, the the Glazers were involved with the Tampa Bay or one of these ones, I know. The Liverpool guys are involved in the Boston Red Sox. You know, you had your man, the Arsenal fellow was involved in some American football team as well. You know, so that's 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 the problem with it, like, you know what I mean? It's it's they're they're not there for they're not there for the clubs. They're they're there like it's a franchise thing, we'll try and make it more Americanized and the whole lot and get it all that kind of razzmatazz about us that they want, like. That's what it is, Terence. They look at it and just think of the money. And even, well, see, like Man City, they, I think they, I, I really think that all these like Saudi princes or whatever it is, I think it's just like, it's like us sitting bragging about how much wages we've got a week. Do you get what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like you sitting there, Terence, and saying, oh, I work 40 hours a week and I get clear 12, I don't know, but 500, 600 pound. Mikey's like, oh, I work... 40 hours a week and get £800 and Jonas like, I only work 30 hours a week and I get £900. I wish that was the case. <laughs> no, no, but it's just a kind of bully, big ball, it's showing into it. There's no get any kind of actual love for the actual no. club or the game or the fans or anything. All they're caring about is like London money and aye and showing off what they've got. Basically just like showing off what they've got. Oh, I've got yeah. a bigger boat than you and I've got a bigger boat than you've got. Well, look at me, I've got the biggest boat, I've just bought Man City kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's what it comes down to. 100%, that's what it comes down to, markets. And if you look at it, it's always, oh, they want to take over a club in London, or they want to take over this. So it's, it's not, you know, you won't you won't see any of them going, geez, I, must, I think I know I'll, I'll invest in Coventry, or something like that, you know what I mean? I'll invest in Coventry FC, and you know, someone that's struggling. It always has to be, the big one, like like obviously the like this Paris Saint Germain, they didn't have they didn't go in and think we'll I'll take over Leon or I'll take over 
Nice or Altega. It has to be Paris or it has oh, to be London or it has like, to be the big one. You know, the Man United and obviously the City have not necessarily they're big because I can remember years years and years ago Paul Dickoff scored the last minute equaliser when they were in the second division right, at the time. Right. You know, and it went to, and it went to penalties and to me that's that was Man City. That's that's what I would remember Man City and Sean Goat and these guys playing. Not all these guys are the famous story goes that um what was the guy from Madrid or the Brazilian when he when he signed for City? He thought he was uh, the story was he was the Rubinho. Rubinho. Yeah, Rubinho. Rubinho. Rubinho, the story like was he was apparently coming for Man United. <laughs> you know, in Manchester and it was the rank, the rank club he was signing for the story yeah. was, wasn't it? He thought he was going to United and he's wounded it with City. So that's a prime example of someone that's gone purely on, pure, they're going purely on money, you know what I mean? Jonas, what would you say if some, some big team, some big team, some big guy like these Saudi princes or that came in and said, we're going to buy, buy Dundee United and we're going to we're going to smash it, we're going to just pump crazy, crazy money into it. What would, what would you feel about that? Well, see, the thing is, right, although I'm, like, I'd, I'm not, I'd, I'd, I don't necessarily like that, but see, at the end of the day, it's a club that I've supported all my life, so I wouldn't be able to turn my back on the team because it's my team, but oh, I would kind of still feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah, th- there would be, obviously, it wouldn't be the same. Like, it would still be the same club and that, but I know what you mean. Like, it would be, it would be a strange feeling, like, you know what I mean? Aye, it's like that the tribe, who is it, came in at Dundee and tried it, mind, he was... The stepping on and aye, uh, ran up 30 million in debt and everything, aye. But if somebody, but without the debt side edge, you know what I mean, if like them that bought Newcastle says, ah, we've got to buy Dundee United, and we'll put that much money into them, we'll get into the Champions League every season because we'll win the league in Scotland. Yeah, like... And uh, you're, going to, you're thinking about it, ain't you? No, like, obviously, like, uh, you'd be powerless to stop it, so what could you do, you know what I mean? It's still your team, so you can still support them, but, like, yeah, it's, it's just an alien concept. It's not really, you can't really speak about it unless you're in a situation, I suppose. Hey, like, I don't really know what I would say, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, I, 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 I think a, a lot of people don't like the way Dermot Desmond runs Celtic, they've got their gripes with him and that, but I, I quite like the way he does things. He does, for me, he really doesn't. He, he, we don't rely on him for our money for the main thing. I think that's the, that's the main thing. See, like if one of these big, like Yanks or Saudi guys come into Dundee United, you're relying on their money, and that's where it. I mean, look at Chelsea there when Abramovich get kind of kicked out and stuff. If you're relying on these guys' money, if it goes something else, like David Murray, like David Murray, they were relying on his money with the bank, but when it all went like Pete Tongue's mm. metal companies, uh, that kind of kick back on doing everything else you want so I think you've always got to kind of keep that in mind with that yeah that's correct yeah but I, I, I'm quite happy with the way Dermot Desmond runs the club just quietly letting the guys the like day to day guys kind of run it what about you terms on Mikey yeah well, well but Mark you're, you're dead right but if you look at some of the other, other clubs we were talking about under the fair play rules none of them are run right no, like you can't, you can't have the owner, you can't have the owner of Man City sponsoring the stadium for a billion dollars. Like, that's just, that's just, that's just, you know, how how is that? That's just because these guys are so wealthy. The likes of Wave and all these boys, oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna annoy them now. They're a, they're a big club and they're a big, yeah, they're not, they're not a big club. They're a big, they're a wealthy club. There's a difference between a wealthy club and a big club. You know, and, uh, I, and I, if, if the normal rules applied were applied to these teams, 
and these clubs, they wouldn't be able to get away with half the nonsense they're getting away with. And I'm, to go back to your point, I'm delighted the way that Dermot Desmond and the powers to be, um, Michael Nichols and them, run, run Celtic. Because they're, they're, they're running it correctly. They don't have the endless piss that these other teams have, that they can afford to buy a, a 50 million player like him and is it Calvin Phillips or whatever his name is, and leave him on the bench. He's never going to kick a ball for Man City. Aye. You know, I mean that's I mean Dermot, Dermot Desmond could sponsor uh, Celtic. We're going about like sponsorship name in the stadium. Dermot Desmond could sponsor Celtic for twenty five million pound a year to go at the Sandy Beach Resorts Stadium or whatever he wants, and it's, it's just a name, but it's just a way to launder money into the club. That's what Man City and but I mean, Bar- look at Barcelona. That's I mean. They're trying to force players out the door so they can meet these regulations. I think, see, these new FIFA regulations, I'm not even with all the Rangers stuff, which is a good thing. We spoke about that. It's a good thing that it's UEFA that's monitoring the finances now. But I think this is UEFA getting the rain back on them for the uh, Super League nonsense a couple of years ago. I think this is UEFA's way you're trying to get a dig back in at these big clubs about the way they're getting run. But but fair the fair play rule but they should Mark because if there's if you're going to introduce specific rules and say you have to abide by this rule this rule this rule mm-hmm. you can't then go I will leave him off with that second one he's okay sure he he's a nice fella and sure look your man can leave off the second and third one but no I'm going to nail you now because you didn't follow all of them you know there's either rules or there's not rules it's black and it's white it's that uh-huh. simple whereas whereas when they when they turn turn a blind eye to certain things like that go on with clubs saying that oh we made X, Y and Z and we can afford to spend X, Y and millions and millions and millions like the, the time where Mbappe went to PSG on loan for a year from, from, from Monaco and then they paid him 160 million the following year do you know all that nonsense like do you know there's all that they're all things that, that they turn a blind eye to in my opinion and they sh- they sh- they're things that they have to look at and have to go because it's not it's not it's not a fair it's not a fair playing field for everyone when certain teams and certain clubs get get basically get treated differently to other ones. But, but I think see if your owners willing willing to put, pump the money in, they should be allowed to do that. But just don't be trying to like date like snidey. Do you get what I mean? If there is a break, there can it used to be a hundred million or three years. It was about thirty million a year. Owners were allowed to. I mean, look, Rangers with a share confetti. See that that's yeah. all gone now. That you're not allowed to do anything like that now, and that's the that was the thing. Owners were the owners were allowed to cover so much of the losses in that, but they, I, I think it is just because of the way these big clubs and even some weird clubs were fudging their numbers and doing some dodgy deals. I think that's why UEFA has took this out of like the SFA's control. Even going back to mind the resolution twelve stuff in that there, yeah. That now, I was going on about oh, it, that back then. It was like the Scottish, just the SFA that granted UEFA license. See now, it's no UEFA's actually looking into the finances because I saw yeah. that uh, that Roger Mitchell he put a thing up. He tried this years ago when he was in charge of the SPL and whatever it was, and he says that's what it is. He says the SFA is not going to turn down Celtic or Rangers for any European license. That's where it came from. It's no UEFA that grant. UEFA obviously they granted it, but it was just they just took what the SFA were putting in in the accounts or the paperwork and passing it. No, it's UEFA that's actually watching it. That's how Rangers have been flagged up on this watch list. Well, I'll hell a lot of bigger, bigger, richer clubs. And do you get what I mean? Yeah, and they, but they should because look, I'm I'm not sure on this. One of the lads might know, but I was always on the opinion. I thought I read something before that 
it was a lot of it was basically on your earnings that you couldn't basically exceed or you, you could only spend a level of what your basically your your earnings were per year right. or profit or the, whereas 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 you see when you have the man cities of the world and the owner is sponsoring the stadium and this you know there's a lot of it's a lot of backhanded ways of of basically increasing your increasing your level to be able to go well we we've taken in 350 million this year so we can spend we can spend 200 in the transfer window 200 million in the transfer window whereas the fact is it's still all coming from the same person you know it's nearly I like know, a, they've got to look at where the money has came from whether it's value for money it? whether it's value for money you just supposing as I said Dermot Desmond says oh I'm going to sponsor Celtic Park for 50 million pound a year to call it the Sandy Resorts Beach Resort or whatever you have to go to look at that and say wait a minute that's not a real that's not a realistic a realistic yeah. kind of situation you're, you're obviously at it here yeah exactly and that, that would be that ex- that's exactly my point Mark it's fine if any stadium, whether it be the Edhead or Celtic Park, or whatever, if if it was fragment sake, you like Emirates came in and they actually do they did sponsor Arsenal Stadium or whatever, and they're they're giving the money and it's phys- physically been able to be shown to UEFA. Look, you this is uh, whoever it is, we're sponsoring them over this this this. Whereas when it's the Ed, when it's the Man City one and stuff like that, and probably the Paris Saint Germain one. They're all they're all very shady. It's very very shady. You've got the same guy who owns the stadium, sponsoring the stadium, and doing all. I don't know. I I think it makes a mockery the whole lot of it myself personally. It's not it's not a fair playing field for me. No, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I think clubs should only be allowed too much to spend. Obviously, a wee bit extra, but basically what they earn. But that would even it up. That would even when there is a big gap with the TV rights and stuff like that. Well, you you have to you have to look at you have to look at the 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 safety of a club as well. You have to look at how many clubs have got themselves in trouble through the years through basically technically overspending and you know putting themselves in that problem. Whereas if that's properly regulated, they go listen. To be honest, you you kind of you can you have X amount you can spend this year, and that's it. Like for this transfer window, or maybe the next transfer window, it's X amount. Whereas you've got whereas you've got clubs willing to. It's like as I said with the Saudi guys, it's just bottomless pits. They go, uh, he's fifty million, he's seventy million, he's eighty million, and work away, work away, boy. I'm sure if he's no good, he's no good. It's all the one to us, like. And it's just written off. Quite a rough, like. Yeah, look at the. I said, look at the guys yeah, City have gone through, like. Yeah, look at the guys that have gone through City and gone. Ah, uh, you know the Jack Rodwells of the world and all these other guys and gone. Ah, no, he's not good. He's ah, uh, look, he's not great. Actually, look, it's only. 15, 20 million, he's glad we can bid him or he's this, you know. I, you know, that's, I just, I just think it's at a level playing field myself, you know what I mean? And then you watch. Look at Patrick Roberts. I mean, yeah. what was it? His deal, his deal meant for Fulham, Fulham to Man City was meant to be worth 17 million. But that was with add ons and if he'd done this, if he'd done that, if he, do you get what I mean? And yeah. It's just pie in the sky stuff and it's just like numbers are kind of just balancing. Books and balancing the accounts and numbers all, all through it. We wee dodgy scams. Or look at the amount of sponsors you see on like tops and that. Now look at the amount of sponsors Rangers have got in their top. Oh, yeah. Do you get what I mean? It's just all this wee kind of crumbling, wee niggly wee bits of money just to get any money in the door. Yeah. Oh, there, Mikey. Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I'm just listening. But going away for like all the 
the big things in that, oh, it was me and yours were talking about this earlier, that uh, Leanne Dempster, that's whatever chief executive or director of that Queen's Parker that, that went full time, she's given it big looks in the papers today saying that she oh, wants to fear her. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, aye, aye, she, she says that it's in demand and she wants a fairer split of the TV rights money down the, down the leagues. Can somebody please tell me how that makes sense whatsoever when Queen's Parker that have never been on the TV in the last 20 years or whatever? Uh, unless, unless they draw Celtic or Rangers in the copper. How would Championship BBC Club, Alba League or one, something like that? How would Championship <laughs> League 1 and League 2 clubs get a bigger share of TV right money when they're never involved in like <laughs> the TV deal or in the Premier League or anything. Scottish clubs, as it stands, didn't get enough money. No. In the top flight. Never mind any of the other clubs, eh? No. No, I mean, oh, she's on about the yeah. part, she'll get more money because it needs to be a fairer spot. How should it be like? No, Queen's Park have went and went professional and sunk hundreds of thousands of pounds into their team. They've got an unfair advantage and nearly everybody just now in the championship. They spent their money. They're basically doing a bit of Man city this kind of thing in that championship. Well, you can, you're, you're, is that true, isn't it? Regarding Queen's Park, with the players and that yeah. that they brought in. Yeah, they've just pumped in money, aye. So, yeah, ever since they've been professional, they've got the nice new stadium and that coming up, of it? Well, the SFA, they've done a deal with SFA where it was something to do with Lesser Hamden or whatever, so the SFA basically bought Hamden back off them, but as part of the deal, they're building them a stadium or something like that. No bad, eh? Yeah, I don't know the exact ins and outs of the deal, but it's something along their lines. I strange love saying Queen's Park will be in the Premiership within, within three years they're going places. They might win the league, they're second in the league, isn't it? Well, that's well, what I mean, they're yeah. going places because they're spending 20, 30, 40 times at the next, next team in the Championship. No, I mean, they're getting that fee, but well, that's why you say just to steal a hand oh, yeah. and since they went professional, yeah. Queens Park, Scottish Brentford. <laughs> ah, that's even you. Ah, I made it even that he said I can remember something about that when that that Leon Dempster and that t- t- went in there. So I can own about they were starting to use like that. What is it they call it? The money ball system and stuff like that. Aye, they were like, I don't know that was also another one of the clubs that um I got in touch with regarding the charity football match to ask to, do, to donate a top. And I'm not saying because anybody supports Queen's Park, but I thought it would have been a good giveaway for the charity match in the sense that it's got Iron Brewing that on the top as a sponsor. So it would have maybe been a smart top to give somebody, you know, for a man of the match or that. Aye, aye. And, that, and, and this is when they've just turned professional as well. They turned into me and says that they've not got the means to just give away tops for charities. That's you're what they said to me in the email. No? But they kind of give you a, a free top. I didn't realise it. <laughs> I'm just on them just now. I never knew Owen Coyle was the manager. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that either. No. No, but no. that's a bit of drop for him, wouldn't it? Well, remember, he's... he's well, I've seen that. For, remember. I haven't seen that now, but if I get plenty of money in that, that kind of maybe... Well, I never realised him. It's like loan Johnny Kenny to them. Aye, aye, oh, I knew that. I knew he was out there. Aye. And they've, yeah. they've, they've obviously got Simon Murray and that, that used to be no bad for United and Hibs. Is Lugo Cannon still there, is he? No, he's playing, for, he's, he signed for a team down in England. He got a, well, I, know, well, I know he was there for a season or, or season or two with them as well. He um, left, he got released and went back down to England 
think he went to yeah, he signed permanently with Barnsley. Alright. He never he's twenty one now, so he's no obviously he's, he's still young, but if you've not made the grade at Celtic by twenty one, the same as Mikey Johnston that you you probably never will. So Tony Ralston. So. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he. I never normally would like say like, because he is. I, I, there's not one person on this call or in that chat that's going to try and tell me that they see the player that Ralston is now a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> no chance, I guess. No way, I guess. Well, yeah, no. you only saw him at Dundee United and everything, wasn't it? And he didn't even want to take a punt on him. No, he to be. No, he was he good at that. Well, we were absolutely tragic when he came in. Like yeah, he stood out a mile, but he actually knocked his pan in, and he was good for us. But we never, we never got the option to try and sign him permanently. But he, he was a standout for the six months that he was at us. Like yeah, well, put it this way: it shows how poor we were that season, right, in the championship. That like, he come in, played for six months, and won Player of the Year. So that tells you about how bad our squad <laughs> was that uh, season. That's eh? a point. That's a point. <laughs> so, but um, what are you thinking anyway yourself? Because we went well off track there, which is also fun to do as well. Like, but regarding Leipzig, uh, regarding the result, what do you think scores and that will be? If you're being honest, without the green tinted specs on, hopefully, Mikey, I'll go for two each. Realistically, mm. uh, I'm going to see we'll get beat two one. We a mm. stinker, bummer, another fucking scummy. Do you know what I mean? Some bouncer for. Sprinkler on the pitch or something like that. I'll hit off Timo Werner's arse and go on because that's going to be that kind of score, eh? So, what about um, yourself, Ter? Uh, I'm not. I'm not overly confident after the last few games, right, To be honest, if, if it was before the international break or before the St Mirren game, I would have been very confident going into it. But I, like yourselves, I'd. I'd I'd pray to God they can get a, if they can a draw, any kind of a draw, whether it's a nil all or whether it's a score draw. I don't really care. But ten each. Is, ten each. I'd be. It doesn't listen. Our defence is so bad. It is a heart attack watching it. But to be honest, realistically, my my heart is praying for a draw, but my head is probably saying, with the with the with the, with the team that we're likely to go in the centre half pair and we're likely to go with, we're I worry well how many goals we're going to concede. I I think it could be. Two or three, two, two one or three one to them. Jonas. Um, just looking at the Men you're in neutral territory. Uh, either, either probably, either a one all draw or probably three one Leipzig. I guess that's that's what I had in my head yeah. as well before anybody said anything. That's just being realistic. Like that's just being honest. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. a one all draw would be a great result in my opinion. So Mikey, you're the main man for you, Shane. I think I'll, I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. And I think Celtic will go 1-up, then 2-1-up, because I, the defence that Celtic have got, they just kind of had a leader. Like you say. Uh, but again, if you take get saved for me 2-2 two, two before the game, or any draw, I'll take it. Eh? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'd take that right now if anybody offered me any draw for it. It's a centre-half like. The centre half pairing at the minute just scares the bejesus out of you. Yeah, I, I, that's my problem. See if Celtic, if Welsh is anywhere near that starting eleven against Leipzig, we'll get bit a hundred percent. I think Angus said that uh, Big Carter Vickers is going to get to the last minute to make it. I think that could be, I think that could be like a, a big, big factor in the way the game's going to go if Carter Vickers makes it or no. 
that I think I think people as well need to start realizing as well how actually decent Starfelt is as well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've never understood why people slash yeah, I mean, Starfelt off. Hey, people still want that heart. That hearts game when he first came into came into the club, the team, and everything. Everybody still holds that against him. That's the nobody, nobody wants to give the guy a bit of credit. And they all forget that Neil Beaton was centre back. Like, sorry, what was that there? No, everyone, everyone forgets that Neil Beaton was the centre back partner that day. Like, uh, uh, exactly. That's the thing as well. But for me, that a million percent. My first choice centre backs are CCV and Starfield. Oh, yeah, I think Jens is a big pussy. It reminds me of Julian. Paul put that up on the thing earlier, and I said that the other week. I just think Jens is an one of players when he comes up against big, big physical guys. Now he really, really seems to struggle. But that's the thing, like he says, with Leipzig on the Wednesday, he's not going to hear that. Eh? The guys are like, like, like he's up yeah, against that. Like, con- yeah. The continental kind of yeah, style of play. That's what I mean, like, with Furaha, like, Kyogo and that on Wednesday, if he's fully fit. They'll give him time, eh? Like, I, I genuinely think in the first, in the first 20, 20, 25 minutes, you'll see. Leipzig will stay off, like, stand off, set, like, 100%. They did it against Shakhtar as well at home. They do it against every team at home. They always stand off them, eh? Kinda, yeah. let's, let's see what you've got before we see what we've got, kind of, well, idea. They did it against Dortmund. A few weeks ago in the pump Dortmund, eh? Not before came out, just... Sorry, go on. No, I'll let you go there. No, I was just going to say this. The finishing as well, Michael, is, is a big worry for me. They're not... Celtic aren't going to get as many chances as they normally as they normally get in games. And, and the finishing at the minute is, is terrible, like. And what I think... they going to get shocked at? Yeah, awful. And Madrid was the same. Awful right. finishing. Awful finishing. And you're just... You're just Saint Mar- like, but, but even with Real Madrid and Shakhtar, look at even St. Martin and look at yesterday as well. That seems to be the main thing. We're just we're no we're making so many chances and we're just not being clinical enough in front of goal. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's against St. Martin or whether it's against Real Madrid. If you're getting the chances we're making, you need to put them away. A big time. But I, I Buzz put up a stats there a couple of weeks ago on, on the forum and it was basically going through the, the, the three teams or the four teams in it and Celtic's basically strike rate per goal and all that was like 10% like 10% there's something like 12 shots on target and one of them was a goal and if you look at the goal against Donetsk it was a real scrappy kind of goal that oh, trickled right. in you know what I mean it wasn't you're not going to say that's not going to be in the real for goal of the season whereas you had Donetsk had something like six shots in goal they scored five you know I'm taking Madrid and different they were, they were, the fish were, like you know what I mean? that was Oh, that sticks in my craw about that Shakhtar game. It really does, Mikey. You're about the same. It was garbage, yeah. wasn't it? It was a god. It was a horrible performance. It was. We should have beat them. Uh, we should beat them. No doubt in my mind, we should have beat them that night. We spoke offline about this and that, Mikey. We, the two of us were pure, totally, totally gutted with that performance. Mm. Like, but I, I'm mm. always, like, obviously, I'm looking at the lights again. Uh, I've I've basically got the lineup they're going to be going with. It'll be exactly the same lineup that they play with us and they play a four-two-three-one with Werner up front and they'll put Glasgow in the goal, the Hungarian captain. Like you see, they'll hit Orban and they'll hit a guy Diallo. He played for PSG last season. 
somebody mentioned Tim earlier on on the chat there, Mikey. Somebody mentioned Tim Diablo or Diablo or whatever it was. Yeah, he's not actually not that good. He's like, and Wally Orban, he's like you said, he's commanding, but he's painfully slow. Then they've got round that left back, like you said, that came from Hoffenheim. He's he's very, very quick. So I still think, I guarantee they play Maeda against him, 100%. I get him back. I get to him. And then the other guy they've got as well, he's a French youngster, Simakan, right back. He's been playing instead of Benjamin Hendrick. Uh, like right back, and then the two holding midfielders they always play with two holders, always, no matter who they're playing. They play Shegler and Limer, but Limer's no playing, so they'll play Haidara. But Haidara scored against Dortmund that game. He's a youngster, he's absolutely outstanding. And then they'll play a, a front three behind the striker, and Kunku, Forsberg, and Schaubersley with Timo Werner up front. There you go. The team is a scary team, like. Oh, definitely. To even see when you just the names, Mikey. Do you get what I mean? It's names you've heard. They. I mean, people. It's just because of a few bad results, and that is just Mikey. They're still filled with players that are on serious wedges, and they're all as you're saying, they're captains of their countries, and all players that have played their PSG and stuff like that. I mean, it's they're obviously a good team. It's just of a wee bit a bit because maybe a wee bit hit and miss so far this season. So I, I really it could go either way. I think. Yeah, like, uh, for, again, it's the same as everything. The game will be won and lost in midfield. Is it, is it, would you say they're like a physical team, Mikey? No, no, no. See that? No, even the boy Limer and that. Like, I think he's rated in the best midfielders in the Bundesliga. Like Bayern and everything that were wanting him, and they never even got him this year. And he's injured. Right. He's very light. He's like McGregor. Right. But Haidara, that plays, he's totally different than Limer, eh? He's massive. <laughs> you know what I'm Would you fight him, Jonas? Well, you're as cheeky as me. I either learned to do two things, run or fight, and I chose the first option, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 nah, like, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have want a 50-50 with a boy. He's a big unit or a boy, but... Like you say, he's a commanding presence, so... Well, like if, if you put it onto the early doors as well, like you say, I've just been putting in the chat there, the average age of the whole squad they've got is only 21. Yeah, there's a lot of legs in that squad there. I kind of got Wally Orban in that, he's 29, the goalkeeper. But they're full-backs and they're right, very, they're very young. They're young. youngsters that bring yeah. the average age down back. Yeah. Yeah, like... Well, on you go, Jonas. No, no, I was just going to say, like what just Michael said earlier, any game of football, whether it's 14s football or it's Champions League level, you win your games in the middle of the park. You win the midfield battle nine times out of ten, you win the game. So you just need to you need to win that, set a base, and then go from there. Eh? That's how I'd like to see the big Danish boy. Maybe, I don't is it maybe you can't throw him in at a European game, but many times have we spoke on here terms, Mikey, about that kind of physical presence in that midfield. We seem to. When any team's got that kind of physical physicality and a bit, a bit, not dirty, but a wee bit of a dig in them, we really, really struggle against that. So I can't believe. I can't, I really can't believe that Abelgard never got any game time against Motherwell. Uh, Absolutely shocking decision, like, yeah, just to leave him. 
Like it's just it's just a strange one. Like he's been good to go for a good while now. Eh? Again, never been given the chance. Eh? Like again, that McGregor, and that's good, but he's been. Good but is that? But, aye, but that, Mikey, that's the thing, right? I know. Just exactly. Sorry, but in there, but it's a totally different player from McGregor, and for me, he's more, uh, he's more suited, more suited to play that role that we think that Ange wants that kind of player to play, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. The big surprise though is Michael is, and I said to Mark loads of times in here, why bring him? Why bring him from Ruben Kazan if you're not going to play him? You may as well leave, you may as well have James McCarthy on the bench, just have him on the bench if you're not going to give him again. You know, it makes, it makes no sense to me to have him bring a guy over and he seems to take all the boxes for what we, what Celtic need. And he's just not getting the game. And like you, I was very surprised today he didn't come on in that in 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 that motorway game. Well, see, well, we were done, when we were at the game and that, and we were obviously watching the game in front of us, and that's what we kept looking at the bench and we seen the players getting ready and that. And it's just, it's, it's another thing about Andy as well. Like he says he did well and that, but it's the same subs all the time at the uh, same time. I mean, you want to try and change it up a bit. Opposition will pick up on the way you play. Like the quick thrones and that, you're not going to keep getting away with it. It's all right making any changes, Mikey, if you're winning like two or three nothing. Or, do you get what I mean? You just want to continue, continue doing what you're doing. But if you're struggling and maybe, no, I mean needing a goal, you're not want to just bring on the same for same all the time. And it is, but and we gave Rogers no. and we gave Ronnie and we gave Lennon pelters for doing it, just bringing. That kind of you could predict that you could predict the substitutions and when they were coming on every game. And as I said, if you're two you nothing up, three nothing up, like no, you go where, like my Ada, like Stevie Wonder can tell you that he should have been subbed at half time, he was that bad. Aye. Eh? Mm. No, I mean, like, and uh, again, you're at the game, you're watching it, everybody's seen it. I mean, when the, the squad came out for the second half, like, and like my Ada was still. On, East. It's just I, I don't understand it. No, especially five like subs, like especially when you're allowed five subs and he was so bad, it makes it makes common sense to just change the guy at halftime. Well, how well, how you know? big the game within there should have been maybe what two two three changes done at the half, or further two done at sixty minutes. Easy. What should have been off? Kyogo should have been off. I either took Juranovic off as well. Like, and... You've changed... Aye, aye, Mikey, you've changed... Well, a third of your team at half-time and you've still got two substitutions you can make on the 60-minute mark. Yeah, just in case there's an injury or something, yeah. And the thing as well, and I've said this a few times as well, People used to go mental that like, oh, Neil Lennon, look, you're just sitting there in the dugout with his arms folded and we're losing or we're drawing or that. And he just stands there at the side of the touchline and nobody meant, I know it's petty, but that kind of annoys me as well. And just, that, see, no matter how the team's playing or that, he just seems to stand there with no kind of, no kind of emotion or nothing in him. It's as if, I mean, he's not even shouting at players and stuff like that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know whether that's... Didn't he, oh, that's up to Gavin Stratton could deal with all this kind of, I don't know how that how they set that up, but it just seems to be, what's the word, nonchalant, is that right, is that a right word? It is. He's on the touchline, he seems to be a bit, 
What's the word? He see, he doesn't seem to be she, very she, involved she, with the coaching staff, does he? Ah, uh, ah, uh, no, when, no. When he, when he stands like he's very like when you're watching him, he's, he's well away from everybody. Like if even even when the subs are coming on, it's Gavin Stratton on his wee tablet saying, "Look, there we go. This is what we need." That's that's, I mean, don't get us wrong, that's his job, but. Aye, Ange doesn't seem very involved with like his assistance in that during the game. Yeah, unless he's like maybe he's at the stage where he was just that raging, he's got nothing to say. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like I've said it before. Ange's got a bit of a look at my dad about him, and the stare might be enough. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's just just the stare just burns right through you into your soul. <laughs> but right, um, well. Well, wind that up, mate, lads. If you're finished, because I know you've got an early start, Mikey and Jonas, in the morning. Uh, we're early in the morning, yeah. Aye, uh, so I hope you have a great time on Leipzig, and I'll, I'll probably try and do a podcast and even try and get you on for a wee half hour or that if he's want maybe, maybe Tuesday, Tuesday night or something like that if he's, if he's don't, know what, don't, don't know what language I'll be speaking at I'm going to just confirm that right now that that's one hundred percent. That's the right answer. Well, well, even even after the game, I mean, it's an early kickoff, isn't it? Yeah, it's a quarter to a seven quarter hour to, thing. Uh, quarter to six hour here, isn't it? Yeah. Aye. But we'll try and even sort something out for a wee blazer or the week or the week or that. But thanks very much, Mikey Jonas, for coming on. Really, really appreciate it, lads. Uh, thanks for having us on again. No bother. Always welcome. You know that. Same with you, Terence. Thanks very much. Everybody, Enjoy everybody joined the. Everybody joined live chat. Thanks, thanks very much for tuning in. Hit the like button, help us share it, and as I said, the links to all our discords and forum and everything. Remember, we're video gaming Discord as well. All these links are in the link tree at the bottom of the video. Thanks very much again. Hail, hail, good night. God bless, lads. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.